You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. I had the honor and pleasure of chatting with Jean Marie Nevetta. She is the Director of Learning and Inclusion for PFLAG National, leading its Straight for Equality project, which aims to invite, educate, and engage new allies in the effort to achieve full inclusion for people who are LGBTQ+. She is the author of four books on allyship and has educated more than 50,000 people through Straight for Equality in the workplace learning events. In 2021, Jean Marie was appointed as a member of the Board of Directors and serves as a treasurer for Waves Ahead, a Puerto Rico-based organization working to ensure equality and support for people who are LGBTQ plus on the island. Most importantly, Jean Marie is living proof that philosophy majors can get real jobs. Jean Marie shares not only her story, but some great resources for the LGBTQ plus community. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite cocktail and enjoy this very special show. Marie, welcome to Served Up. I am really excited to have you on today's show. Thank you, Bridget. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. Yeah, well, let's jump right in. Can you tell our listeners a bit about what you do for PFLAG and what the organization is all about? Sure. So um, actually, let me start with what PFLAG is about, um, and then I'll sort of give you what my role is in it. Um, is in it so the way it makes a little bit more sense. So PFLAG is um, the nation's oldest and original LGBTQ plus ally organization. Um, representing the issues of both people who are members of the LGBTQ plus community, plus our families and our allies. So we were founded um, just about 50 years ago. Actually, 2023 is our 50th birthday um, by the mom of a gay man. Her name was Jean Manford, and she recognized that her son, who was an activist, got ignored by a lot of people and actually got attacked by a lot of people. Um, But while they might attack her son and ignore her son, they certainly could not ignore his mom. Um, So after experiencing so many um, really horrible incidents with him, seeing him being physically attacked and harassed, she showed up at the second ever Pride March that ever happened in history with a sign that literally said, parents of gays unite in support for our children. And she started telling other parents to do exactly what she was doing. And as the story goes, as she walked through the streets of New York City um, and she, you know, was encountered by lots of other people in the community, they kept asking her to talk to their parents. So she decided to hold a little support group meeting in a church basement, and that's how we were born. So fast forward nearly 50 years, we've got over 400 chapters around the United States, lots of international affiliates that we work with, and we carry out our mission of support, education, and advocacy to create a world that's equitable and inclusive for everyone. 
Um, and my role there is as the director of learning and inclusion. And so in that, I get to do some really great work, which is I spend a lot of my life in other people's organizations. So my team spends a lot of time with our corporate partners and our learning partners who are all doing work about LGBTQ inclusion at work. And what does that look like and how do you do it? So I spend a lot of time writing curriculum and teaching, plus leading the inclusion efforts throughout PFLAG, because um, while certainly people who are LGBTQ um, are a diverse group, there's a lot of diversity inside of that. And so we need to make sure that we're responding to that and being inclusive of that too. Yeah, that's that's incredible, you know, and I know that the work is around so many things. You know, you have scholarship programs, claim your rights, safe schools for all your online academy. Can you talk about specifically what some of the programs that PFLAG offers? Sure. I think one of the most exciting ones right now is our program called PFLAG Connects, um, PFLAG Connects Communities. And what we did, and this actually started during the pandemic, but it had been something that we had been talking about for a while is create online PFLAG support group meetings that are run through PFLAG National. We have volunteers and facilitators who are carrying these out that specifically serve very specific communities around us who tend to have um, different topics that they want to talk about or different issues that need to be um, discussed. So we have a support group for Latino families. We have one for Black and African-American, Asian and um, Pacific Islander families. And we recently actually just launched one for military families who may be living outside of the U.S., but are grappling with the same issues that a lot of our families here are. So that is one of our my favorite and I think the most interesting programs that we have. Um, and you can learn more about that if you go to um, pflag.org slash connect slash communities. Um, but we also have, to your point, we have a safe schools program that is addressing ways that our chapters can help make schools safer for LGBTQ students. We have a really vibrant advocacy program. So we are a nonprofit that is a 501c3, which means we can't pick political parties, but we certainly can um, advocate on important issues. And that is exactly what we do. So our advocacy program teaches people how to do that at the very local level and right up to going out to the Hill in in Washington, D.C. and speaking to their legislators Um, and, you know, finding ways to do that everyday advocacy Plus, we have a great educational program. So you mentioned PFLAG Academy Online. That is a monthly service that we offer to our members where they can take a monthly class free with us online, interact with us, and learn about issues that are either related to how they do their work in their communities or specific, really important um, things that are emerging around them. So specific issues. So, So for example, the rise in hate crimes against people who are LGBTQ right now. And then finally, we also do have our workplace education program, which, um, you know, really reaches a lot of people who might not necessarily find themselves in a PFLAG meeting, but who want to learn more and it's being offered in their job. So they show up. Yeah, that's really some great, great work, you know, and just to think that this organization came just from a mother's love, I think is absolutely beautiful. Can you talk about the chapters? Like, what is a chapter? How do you become a chapter leader or run a chapter? You know, how do you find a chapter? Yeah, so our chapters are um, all volunteer uh, driven, which is really, really important to know. Um, and they're they're run by the people who live in communities like yours. So every single chapter is unique in that what they are addressing, what they are talking about, the kinds of programs that they do are really responsive to what is necessary where they live. Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes PFLAG so powerful. One of my colleagues always talks about the power of your zip code and keeping things local. So if you are interested in finding your nearest PFLAG chapter, first of all, you can go to pflag.org find. 
and that'll give you a way to search for the closest chapter to, um, to you. So the chapters carry out that mission. So I mentioned that we do support education and advocacy. And right at the center of all of our chapters are those support functions. So the vast majority of PFLAG chapters host a monthly support group meeting. So if you are um, a parent, let's say, of someone who just recently came out, you can show up there and talk to other parents about what's on your mind, maybe what's really upsetting you, what's been difficult for you, what you need to learn. Um, and you can talk to other parents who have gone through it. It is based in the idea of peer support, that when you are with people who have had similar experiences, we can learn from each other and we can move forward. Those chapters also do two other important things, and that is education and advocacy. So depending on where you live, whatever issues are relevant, our chapters are offering educational programs or partnering with people in communities to help educate communities about what is going on and how they can be part of the ally network that responds to things. And they're doing issue advocacy. Um, and that can look really informal, just people talking about what matters where you live, or it can be much more formal, getting involved with your school boards, getting involved with local legislatures, state legislatures, and even federal work. Um, and so if you're interested in learning about those chapters, I would definitely see first if there is one near you. And if by chance you look and there's nothing near you and you're feeling really inspired to learn how to do this, or at least to investigate what it means, there's information right on our website about contacting our chapter engagement team, and they can provide some guidance on exactly what it means to be a PFLAG chapter and how to be a leader. And we actually do provide training on how to be a leader and how to run your chapter because you know just wanting to do something doesn't mean you necessarily have the skill set. And we have a great team of chapter engagement coordinators and managers who do that. So does PFLAG have events throughout the year? It does. And those events happen in two different ways. So we have our national entity, which is where I work. And then plus we have that chapter network. So let me start sort of with the network. All of the chapters do different kinds of programs, um, the vast majority of which are open to their communities. They advertise them publicly. So those are definitely a great way locally to get connected. Um, but as you look at um, the national or office, which is where I am, we do have some important events. So actually coming up in March um, in New York City, we are having our 50th anniversary gala. Um, it's the first time we're bringing back a big event um, since the beginning of the pandemic. So I am particularly excited because it means a new dress, which is what it all comes down to. Let's just face it. Um, but it'll be a great way to see people. Um, we also recently did an event um, called PFLAG Gives Thanks, where we were bringing together a lot of our corporate partners to do some networking. And it was fun to see them all meeting each other and figuring out how they could work together. We also have a national um, convention and there it happens every other year. And 2023 is in fact a convention year. So that will happen in the fall of 2023. And if you're interested in any of that, I encourage you to go to pflag.org and sign up for our mailing list and you will get our great newsletters that let you know about all of these opportunities. Plus, as I said, there are all of these online opportunities that we have now, whether it is doing one of the online support groups, doing one of the educational programs. And we also have a lot of events during the year. So we do PFLAG Parents Day, for example, and where we have a lot of celebrities who come together to support their LGBTQ kids. You can watch and interact with them online. Um, and it depends on what's going on, how we create those events as a response structure. What's it been like for you personally to be part of the PFLAG team? Um, it has been a dream come true, actually, literally. Um, so when I realized that I was queer, uh, I was in high school. I was living in Oregon. And I remember uh, my best friend took me to the Pride Parade. 
um, when I was a senior in high school. And I remember I actually saw the P flaggers going by and I saw these parents who with these signs about how proud they were of their kids. And I remember saying, wow, wouldn't it be cool to be one of their kids, like to have parents that are like that. And I, in fact, um, have very supportive parents and family. Um, So I definitely got the blessing of that support. But I moved to uh, Washington, D.C. after college because I wanted to get involved in something that I cared about. And I started volunteering for PFLAG. Actually, I was a volunteer with the Washington, D.C. chapter doing some writing and editing and design work for them. And the woman who was running the chapter at the time called me at work one day (laughs) and said, I just submitted your resume to PFLAG. And I said, but I'm not looking for a job. (laughs) And she said, but I think you need to work there. And sure enough, I got a call for an interview um, and they hired me. And it was interesting because when I went to tell my boss at the time, and I, and I really loved what I was doing, I was working as a press secretary at the time that I was leaving for PFLAG. She said to me that in one of the first conversations we ever had, she asked me where I wanted to go next. And I said to her, PFLAG. So um, it has very much been, um, I, 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 I mean, I can really say this. It is one of the biggest honors of my entire life to be able to work for an organization that I have believed in nearly my entire life ever since I found out what it was. And that does work that I am so excited about and that every single day you get to see how it changes the game for somebody. I always tell people, I never in a million years thought I would work for a place where almost all of us at some point will be told by somebody you saved my life or you saved the life of somebody that I know. And so many of us have had that experience, um, a lot of us more than once. And I don't think you can ask for more than that. Um, You know, when you think about what is happening out there and to just be that lifeline, to be the one who's there when somebody calls, when somebody needs a help, it truly is an honor. And it is such a privilege to have a job that you legitimately, legitimately feel great about doing. And I'm not saying it's not hard work. And I'm not saying that by five o'clock on a Friday, I'm not exhausted and probably ready for a cocktail, but it is um, an incredible experience. And I, I can't imagine my life doing things that I don't care about. And this is the best way to do something I really care about. I mean, and especially in the world that we live in right now, right? We are in the tail end of 2022. You would think that things would be better and they're just absolutely not. So the work that you're doing is is very important work to so many people. Could you share a couple stories that really impacted you? Yes. Uh, You know, we hear a lot of these stories and sort of, you know, keeping it vague enough that I am protecting people's confidentiality you have these experiences that take you so outside of your own life and and your own lens and your own experiences. Many years ago, when I first started doing workplace education, um, I I live in California now and I had traveled to a very rural place in California for a client um, and they do manufacturing. And um, I did my training and somebody came up to me afterwards, um, a young man And he worked on the manufacturing side. So he was actually in the plant. And he said to me, I never thought I would meet anybody else like me. Um, And and then he said, and I definitely never thought I'd meet anybody else like me here at work. Um, And he lived in such a conservative place. He came from um, a very conservative background. And the fact that 
just my presence there. And it had nothing to do with me specifically. It was that P flag brought me there to know that suddenly he felt seen like, and, you know, in this manufacturing environment where it felt like no one else was like him to see that there was somebody else who was then standing in the same place and saying, you and I are, are similar. We've got the same thing going it was such a big thing. Um, and that it made me really happy. Cause I think, um, there is such a sense of isolation and loneliness for so many LGBTQ people. Um, you mentioned the challenges that we still have right now, about 28% of LGBTQ people in the U S are out to nobody in their lives. I mean, 28%, could you imagine 28% of people literally not letting anyone know who they are because either they are afraid of the reaction, they're afraid of violence, they're afraid of what they'll lose, and then having to live every single day of your life that way. I think the fact that PFLAG puts people sometimes in spaces where people don't expect to find that ally or find someone like them, it's, it's such a gift. Um, I also had an experience um, in a very metropolitan area where I had been working with one company for a few years and I would go every year and do some training. And I went back one year, about a year, uh, a year after I had done some work and a woman came up to me and she said, I bet you don't remember me. And I had to admit to her, I didn't, I do a lot of training. I see a lot of people, sometimes it's hard to keep track. And I said, I'm so sorry. I really don't. And she said, the last time that I was here, my son had just come out as trans and we were both in a very bad place. And I said, yes. And she said, and then I listened to you talk. And she said, and I went and I got all this P flag stuff. I went to meetings and she said, I believe my son is alive today because of the work that people like you are doing. And, you know, it's, it, it almost seems unreal that that could happen to you. You don't think when you wake up in the morning that anyone is going to tell you, you maybe have saved a life because you showed up today, but that's what it really comes down to. And I think so much of the work that we do is about showing up. Um, and it is being willing to be open. I mean, I have colleagues who identify in all different kinds of ways um, in identities that are so marginalized, people who are bi, people who are non-binary, people who are trans, and yet these people show up as who they are and they talk about it and they share that with people. And I think it it really does change people's perspectives, not to mention all the families out there, all of the parents who very unexpectedly open their mouths and say, now, let me tell you about my kid. And, and the impact that that has is tremendous. Yeah, I really appreciate you um, sharing those stories. I think that it's important to continue the conversation, you know, and, and to really to talk about the impact, like you said, just showing up has. Yeah. And if more people yeah. would show up, just think about how much more wonderful life could be actually be. It could be. And, you know, um, there was research. I always talk about it when I'm teaching. Um, that was done on allyship and um, people who are LGBTQ, um, as well as people who said that they were allies were polled in one survey. And all these people said that they were allies and only half of them said, I think I actually have to do anything with it. And it was always that reminder. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who can't see, you could see Bridget just like sat up straight while we were talking. Um, you know, for all those people out there who do need an ally, it is not just about showing up, it's about showing up and doing something. Um, showing up gets you into the room, then doing something with that is so important. I feel like organizations like PFLAG teach people what that looks like because it's one thing to say, I wanna support you. You don't always know how to do that. I don't know how to do it for everyone around me. You need to have a place where you can do it. And I think PFLAG does an exceptional job of teaching that, of getting people into the room to show up, but then also getting them to do something with it once they're there. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. That was kind of shocking actually when you said that. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, what is next for PFLAG? Well, um, some really exciting stuff is coming up. Um, I did mention we are getting ready to enter our 50th anniversary year. Um, so in January, we have some very, very exciting stuff coming out about our brand. Um, there's going to be some beautiful refreshing going on. Um, and I think, you know, while it, 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 it is about design and it is about that, I think it's also going to give people a visual of the P flag that is moving forward for the next 50 years. Um, and so that's really exciting. There's a whole campaign that's going on around that. We're going to have a number of events during the year. So I did mention in March, um, we are having um, our 50th anniversary gala in the fall. We will be having our convention that will bring P-flaggers from all over the country together. Um, so I think all of that is really exciting. Um, and I think it's exciting, especially to look at an organization that has done 50 years of work at this particular time, because um, you did make reference to things aren't as good as we would hope that they could be. And the unfortunate reality is that things are actually getting worse right now. I was doing some work for a program that we have. We have a weekly uh, program called Something to Talk About Live. And um, one of the things we were talking about today was hate crime increases. Um, and in some cases, we are seeing double, triple, and even more than that in terms of the reports that we're getting and the severity of what we are getting is so much more extensive and deep than it has been in the past. Um, it is lethal in no uncertain terms. Even Department of Homeland Security has talked about it. Um, so I think a lot of what you're going to see at PFLAG is how do we respond to that? Um, how do we respond to a world that has become more, not less hostile? How do we respond to a world in which books are getting banned from libraries and curriculum is being removed from classrooms and protections are being taken away from people, um, those basic protections that allow us to live? So I think what we are going to see from PFLAG is a lot more advocacy work, a lot more engagement in communities, because this is the time for that. We made a lot of progress, but um, I think the present age is a great reminder that um, progress is fragile and it requires vigilance to keep it um, protected. And so I think that's where a lot of our work is going to focus. I'm glad for it. That's really, really, it's just so important. Oh my goodness. You know, you just mentioned a live show that happens every week. Is it a podcast? Is it a webinar? What is it? And how can people access that? You asked me all about programs and I completely neglected to tell you about one of the programs I do. So <laughs> I am the worst self-promoter in the history of time. So um, during the pandemic, uh, right at the beginning, um, it was the first time the PFLAG was faced with an unusual dilemma, which was we have been gathering people every month um, all over the country. <laughs> for almost, you know, at the time it was like 47 years and suddenly we couldn't. So we were trying to find ways to bring people together for conversations. So um, we launched a program that airs every Thursday um, at 1.30 Eastern, uh, 1.30 uh, Pacific, 4.30 Eastern called Something to Talk About Live. And if you're interested in watching, you can watch on any social media channel. Just go to PFLAG. The easiest one that I can explain is go to youtube.com slash PFLAG and you can watch it live there. And it's a really interesting concept. So what we do is every single week is a different topic. We pick a news article about something that's relevant. Sometimes it's something very serious like hate crimes. Sometimes we have fun with it. We have done um, gay horror movies. Uh, we have done the history of queer hair. Um, we've done stuff on food. We have had such a good time with it. Um, you name the topic, we've probably touched on it at some point. So we pick an article and we make the article public. So we put it on our website. You go to straightforequality.org slash discussion series. That's where you'll find it. We also offer people who want to do it 
three questions. So if you want to read the article and then discuss the article, maybe with a friend or your family or at work, um, you have the questions all written up for you. And then if you want to join the program live, um, we allow people to chat with us, to give input um, via social media feed. So you're able to be a live participant in the show while we're going along. Sometimes we're even able to take some of the questions from viewers. But you can always watch that stuff afterwards. Um, one of my colleagues is now joking that you can now binge watch like 125 hours of episodes. Oh, so that's amazing. That's amazing very cool. Scary. I don't know if I want to binge watch my own face. So I'm not doing that. But for someone who's new to it, it might be fun. Well, I just want to thank you so much for just, you know, sharing your energy today and all this just marvelous information. Can you tell our listeners once again where they can learn more about PFLAG, whether they're an advocate, whether they're someone looking um, for a resource and, or to start their own chapter or to be a leader? Sure. So two websites that you want to check out. Um, the first one is go to pflag.org. That's P-F-L-A-G dot O-R-G. Um, that is where you can get all of the information about the programs and the resources that I was telling people about. Um, also, I would encourage you to check out our online bookstore. Um, you can download all of our publications for free or you can purchase them really um, inexpensively. Um, I, that's also where you can find your local chapter. I would also encourage people to check out straightforequality.org. So the word straight, the word for, and then equality.org. That is the program that my team actually um, runs. We jokingly call it PFLAG 2.0. It's for PFLAGers who don't have a kid who's LGBTQ, but have a friend who is. Um, and we've got some great ally-focused resources there um, that are a little bit of a different tone than the PFLAG stuff, which is very family-oriented. We'd like to think that we're family-oriented, but we're a little bit funnier. Um, don't tell PFLAG, but we're all part of it. Um, and that is where they can get that there. But those two websites will get you everywhere. And definitely consider following us on social media. Um, I think some of our best and funniest stuff is actually on social. So on Facebook, on Twitter, we are always on Instagram. TikTok, we are at PFLAG. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for spending some time with me um, today. You know, I want to wish you personally, you know, um, Jean Marie, just just a whole lot of great health right now and a lot of peace. Thank you so much for coming on Served Up. And I do hope that next year, maybe before the 50th anniversary, you'll come back again. I would love to do that. And thank you so much. Um, and, and thank you for everything that that you're doing, um, you know, at, at this organization. I think it's so important that we are having these conversations and that we are elevating people's stories. And that is exactly what you're doing, Bridget. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and letting me talk about PFLAG. Absolutely. Well, cheers to you and cheers to PFLAG. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers. Cheers.